When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo, Gerald Borgay, and a special guest, one of the newest members of the Phoenix Suns, Jacques Landale. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. What, yeah, were, you, well. were you worried they were going to confuse him for Saul? You had to make sure to, <laughs> to get it out of the way first? No, it's just he's the special guest, so that's the first thing you say, right? Sure. You don't want, if you don't want to introduce me next time, all you got to do is say so. <laughs> so right as well? Well, we promoted it enough. I think I know. Tell, this show is very chill, and we get a little spicy with one another, so feel like free it. to throw some shade. I like it. I will be for sure. Just don't at Lindsay. She gets a little... <laughs> she fights back, so... This is true. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining us today. We're just going to spend a little bit of time. We wanted to, you know, be conversational, but we're obviously going to ask you a boatload of questions. <laughs> so I hope you came prepared for that. And of course, chat, if you guys have any specific questions you want Jacques to uh, answer, feel free to drop them in the chat as well. I think, though, we should start with maybe some lighthearted, get to know you type questions. Let's do it. The easy ones, right? Let's do we'll throw it. you some lobs. <laughs> yep. Do you have a nickname? Oh well, you've. I, I, <laughs> that wasn't a lot. In my like bad. a, in like a, in, in, uh, a clean away. Yes, I do. My friends back home have a bad nickname that I won't say <laughs> okay. on air. But uh, the guys just started throwing around "Young Jock" at the facility today. So, okay. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that'll stick. Maybe it will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that. That'll be it. How do you feel about it? I'm okay cool with it? it. I'm cool. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't really know who Young Jock was until I got to America. Yeah. Uh, so Fair. No disrespect to him, but um, yeah, I, uh, I I haven't really listened to his music or anything yet, so maybe I need to do that soon. <laughs> I'm just glad you knew it was a musician, so you didn't call CP3 old CP3. Like, think it was something going on around the facility. So. No, I'm a bit more switched on that. Uh, <laughs> a little bit. I'm not. Just, I'm, like, I'm the cool one here, so. So do you have you picked your number? Thirty four is is yeah. retired. Have you picked one? I oh, know that was uh, that was a talking point for a while in my in my group chat back home. But uh, yeah, settled on eleven. Settled on eleven. I'm okay. uh, gonna you know try that out for the year. See what happens. Um, I wanted thirteen, but right. Yeah, Steve Nash. I guess <laughs> yeah, kind of complicates that. So actually, we had I ran through like six numbers, and I was like, I want this, I want this, and it was just like retired, 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 and I was like, <laughs> dude, what is going on? So anyways, Can you give me a little... list of the ones that are available? Maybe yeah. to choose from then. Eleven. <laughs> eleven. <laughs> Any meaning to eleven, or did you just get to a point where you're like, yeah, two ones that'll work? Uh, there are eleven mates in my group chat. Nice. So we did. We did eleven. I just really like that. Nice, yeah. nice tribute. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's saying 11's a good number, so... There we go. I'm waiting for the slander. I can't see it yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> just shout out when someone says something. 
Uh, do you prefer playing at home or on the road? Um, I prefer playing on the road traditionally. I've, for whatever reason, I always have better games on, on the road. Uh, mm. I think it's probably got something to do with kind of being in a hotel, locked in, in your own world kind of thing. Um, when when you're at home, you you got friends around, you got all that stuff going on. So I definitely always play better in you know Olympic campaigns and World Cups on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to turn that around and obviously have some good home <laughs> home court games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely prefer to play on the road. Plus, there's nothing better than like pissing off like an away team and mm-hmm. like seeing the fans kind of like silent go silent. So uh, yeah, definitely that. How much of a trash talker are you on the road? not not like a a huge trash talker um i think i'm more just like kind of like we'll get up and about and kind of in your face but i'm not going to be like talking dribble to you it's just yeah it's not really i'm not quick enough on my feet for that so uh i'd probably just get outdone like verbally in like one second so nah i'm not too much of a trash talker okay i see but i get the vibe that like a lot of well, I know for a fact that a lot of the guys on on Phoenix yeah. are trash talkers, so yes. maybe they'll work it into my repertoire this year. Who knows? Speaking of trash talk, the the chat's in. They're saying, Jack, your mustache much better than our producer Shane's mustache. So, oh, so they're already in on it. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I'm not biased or anything. I would just agree with that. Sorry, Shane. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Shane. Hilarious. Okay, favorite NBA player of all time. All time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I'm going to be biased to Australians here, uh, mm-hmm. but there was a guy by the name of Dave Anderson back in the day, um, played for the Rockets, uh, played at one or two other teams, and he's a good mate of mine. He's probably the most chilled dude you'll mm-hmm. ever meet in your life and like somehow swindles me into like going out for it. Like if we have a bus leaving for a game, because I played with him my last year in Australia. We had a bus leaving for a game at, say, 4 o'clock. He'd be like, oh, let's go get a coffee at 3.45 and, like, sit down. And he'd be, like, smoking a cigar before the game. And I was like, I love your vibe, but, like, we should not be doing this. So, uh, DA or or Bogut. Like, Bogues has mm-hmm. been a mentor for me for, for years. And um, he's just a, he's a great fella. Rubs a lot of people the wrong way, but uh, I love him. I, like his vibe uh, he's very real and honest and i think that you know you need a lot of that so definitely one of those two okay. do you realize you're actually the third australian center the sons have had luke longley aaron baines and now you i know yeah <laughs> whereas at least it's not the spurs where they've had like seven <laughs> that's true that's uh, true I'm, I'm growing higher and higher <laughs> in the ranks yeah well you'll become the favorite real quick don't oh, worry i, I, so. I, I want to know nice. you got a favorite food uh i I love sushi. Um, okay. These are lighthearted questions. I'm liking this. Uh, <laughs> I, I love sushi. Uh, I would say, apart from that, yeah, not like I, I, I just enjoy food in general. So yeah, just go with sushi. I, I shouldn't say this, but before the show, Lindsay was besmirching uh, Vegemite. Do you like I'm Vegemite? Sorry. I love Vegemite. <laughs> I know. I, my my best friend is Australian, and she tried. We lived together for like three years and she tried so hard to convince me and I just cannot. I can't. Does she do like butter, butter on a piece of toast, toast and then just and a then little bit? I think maybe like she did too much. Yeah. I don't know, but 
Everyone messes it up. They think it's like strawberry jam or something. You just like lather it on. <laughs> not that, that thick. She didn't give me it that thick, but yeah. she she did the butter and the toast. And I'm just like, okay. it's just not for me. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's all right. You, you can hold it against you, right? You can. It's she, fine. she probably didn't want me to say I've that. I've come across so yeah. many people that hate it. I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's one of those things. It's the same way, though, like when you start drinking a certain type of craft beer, right? You have to acquire in a taste for a taste for it if you didn't grow up with it. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Really? Yeah, that's kind of what I think. You, when you first, when you had your first beer, loved like a it. really strong beer, you loved it instantly. Yeah. It wasn't a little like. No, nah. <laughs> I think it's like genetics through my dad or something. Let's see. Was Sorry, I tried. Guzzling. I'm I All right, since, since we're on food and drink, I'm Italian and I'm offended by Olive Garden. Do you have the same feelings, Outback? What do you mean? What? what? I, out, there's a restaurant called Outback here that is oh, Outback be, Steakhouse. Yeah. yeah. Never been to it. Never. I don't think I ever will. That's how I feel as an <laughs> yeah. Italian too. Yeah. With that. With that. Yeah. Same. So. Yeah. Uh, so we know it's not Young Jock, but who do you listen to before games? Um, I'm very. Uh, I transition through playlists a lot. Mm. Uh, I had a I had a monster phase last year where I was listening to a band called Hilltop Hoods. Okay. Uh, Aussie band again. Um, I would say that, I mean, obviously, like the Drake and stuff, I always kind of throw that around. ACDC is another one that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I, I move through a lot. And then there's like, you know, there's like EDM type okay. music I move through, but like I couldn't tell you who they are. I just <laughs> yeah. kind of like, like the song and never even bothered to see who the <laughs> artist is. So, yeah, I, I move, I chop and change a lot. At a certain point, I feel like the EDM sounds kind of the same after a while yes 100%, hey now, 100%. Hey. 100%. EDM might, fan? no but you might <laughs> piss off some people yeah. I, I do like edm and certain things but shane will be mad at you for saying that Fair gerald <laughs> yeah, you can look through this stat it is a stash trash talk <laughs> i love that our chat like knows no aussie groups they're like men at work come on guys put in some effort here That's, you, know? you gotta be better than that acdc well, yeah. is australian not many people actually know that yeah um check out hilltop hoods though they're great they're, okay. they're really good our chat so far i think they have fallen in love with you so yeah. in the 11 <laughs> minutes that you have been on the show with us i think i've seen more comments from people being like he's my new fave he's gonna fit in i love this guy wait until so. i stop being a dickhead <laughs> i think that'll actually make it even better for them i think they'll love you more let's not pump them up too they said that about Dwayne washington jr when he was here yesterday too so Dwayne's, cool. Dwayne, Dwayne's a good guy though so i like Dwayne as well yeah all right uh are you an instagram or a twitter guy more uh i like instagram a lot more i like the visuals of it but I do hop on Twitter occasionally and and uh, see what's going on in that space. I think it's comical what people come up with on that on on Twitter. Do you it's ever just, clap back? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My agency tried to tell me to relax on it a few years ago because uh, I was over in Europe and I just I was so bored. And the fans out there, like I love them to bits. The the, the Serbian fans were the best, but. Sometimes they'd just be so irrational, and I'd just be like, you know what, like fuck this, I'm going back at these guys. So. At that point, they told me to relax, uh, but now it's kind of I really I really pick my moments with it. Mm-hmm. Like I had a guy the other week who was telling me I couldn't say San Fran because the locals call it like Frisco or SF. <laughs> oh yeah, and I was just like San Fran, it is. <laughs> Sticking with that, and like whatever. Good, we hate Warriors fans around here, anyways. <laughs> so we're good to go there. Uh, Xbox or PlayStation? Not a huge gamer. Okay. Uh, 
I would. I used to play uh, PlayStation though. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't let Devin and and Da know that you're not much of a gamer. That's, really, they're that's huge gamers. Oh, they're huge gamers. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they faced off in the NBA player tournament for 2K in the uh, in the finals. They they during have the, that. They did it during the pandemic when yeah, right. everybody's locked down. So yeah, they played each other in the finals. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah they're bad. both really all good. Right. <laughs> all right, this is a tough one. Greatest TV show of all time. Greatest TV show. What do you mean by that? Like your, your favorite, favorite or what you think is oh, the greatest. best. Greatest. I yeah. thought you said greatest. Oh no, sorry. Greatest. Uh, greatest. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Vikings. It's a good show. That's nice. a great show. Um, I've also. What else do I get around a lot? Um, trying to think. Peaky Blinders. Uh, I like Game of Thrones, but like it was just so like everyone loved Game of Thrones. And mm-hmm. then I was like, hey, have you checked out Vikings? And not, everyone was like, no. Like, this is the bit. And I was like, well, Vikings is my favorite. So uh, one of those two. Uh, or yeah, probably, probably those probably those two. I, I know there's another one. I just can't think of it right now. Um, but yeah, Vikings is definitely like up there. Vikings was a good one. I heard though that in, because when I watched it, it was during the pandemic, and I heard here in the States, they like kind of, dumbed down the violence a little bit so it wasn't quite as good yeah the early seasons where there was like the Mm -hmm. most gruesome and brutal were the best (laughs) yeah that was crazy that seems counterintuitive in the united states they dumbed down it did did seem kind of (laughs) 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 probably a good idea (laughs) i'm australian he's like leave me out of this thank you we do have a question from the chat they want to know if you have any pets Pets? Yeah. yeah, I got a I got a dog, a uh, golden retriever. Her name is Navy, and all Americans think I'm saying like Navy or something, <laughs> just like the color Navy, mm-hmm. um, or like the military Navy. So uh, we got her. Um, we got her at the start of the year. I think we want to get another one because your backyards here in Phoenix are bigger than the house, as I was saying before. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're we're looking to get another dog. Um, I think we want to rescue one, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will, yeah, we will got to go in and, and figure that out. So hopefully, in pretty you know, like in the next next month or two, we'll have a second second pup. Yep. Nice. that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, shall we get into a little bit more of your backstory? Don't worry, we'll come back to it. We'll we'll wrap up with some of that too. Right. But I know Gerald right. specifically really wants to know some me, things Gerald. about you. Yeah. So I was kind of fascinated when I was you know reading and listening to some of your interviews in the past that you actually didn't start playing basketball till you were 14. Is that true? So I did, I, I, I did camps like kids camps, you know, mm. like when you as a kid and you're trying to discover what you want to do and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh, my parents threw me into basketball for no reason. We have no history of basketball in our family. Nobody in our family is really that tall, mm. nothing. So they were just like, you should try it out. And I used to hate it. Like really? I used to <laughs> kick and scream and be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. I just wanted to play football, uh, AFL football, the, uh, the the local sport back in Australia. I wanted to do that with my mates and, and play a little bit of cricket as well. Um, but I had no interest in basketball. So uh, I went to boarding school and they didn't have a high school team. So in Australia, we don't have like high school basketball. It's not a thing. There mm-hmm. is, but it's like, it's terrible. Right. So um, I didn't actually start playing proper basketball until 14 like i did a camp or two when i was younger but like didn't really like ever take it and and and, uh play like you know games and stuff until Mm. i was kind of 14 okay 
uh, might have even been 15. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was one of those. It was around that age, uh, my, my sophomore year in high school. Um, so, yeah, kind of like started late. I, so our freshman year, the, the, the high school I went to was kind of crazy. So <laughs> our freshman year of high school, we have a campus that's up on the side of a mountain in like the wilderness in Australia. Okay. And you're put into units of like 12 people uh, and units like a hut. Sure. And there's no sports at that, that at that level of uh, school. It's just you're you're literally up on that mountain, like cutting wood to heat the water for your hut. Like oh, wow. that's what we're doing. So we had twelve guys, and we would rotate through a job list. Now one of them was you know you had the week week off, which was the best. Then you had like unit leader. Um, you had a guy who had to go out and cut firewood bring it back to the hut and then you'd have a guy who'd get up every morning at 3 a.m. and like stoke what we call a boiler. So you, you just kind of put like wood and light it up and heat up this water that then feeds the showers three hours later. <laughs> so if you're on that boiler duty, you are up every morning at 3 a.m. Heating, heating, uh, heating all the water up. So I was out there doing that for my freshman year uh, and I was like fat when I first got there. And then that's where I learned to love physical activity because um, – and this is kind of how the basketball thing, you know, spawned is we, we would hike uh, in the first. So we were, we were doing terms out there, not semesters, but we would hike uh, once a week over the weekend from it would go up to like three days, kind of like, you know, probably like 40, 50 miles. And then by the end of the year, um, we were hiking six days for like 120 miles or something like that. Oh, my God. And so it was like our weeks were kind of like the whole idea is they want to, they want to teach you how to like love physical activity and be independent, work within a team at the same time. Mm. You can't have phones. You can't have computers. Like you shut off from the world on the side of this fucking mountain, <laughs> just like fending for yourself. They do, you know, they give you food and you're not hunting and stuff, right. but like, um, you're like up there and then your first term and your sick and your fourth term, uh, you're running twice a week. One mm-hmm. of them's like a short run, which is like probably like two miles tops. Other one's a long, long run, which kind of works its way up to probably like six, seven miles. And as you progress through the year, uh, you do three runs in the second and third term a week. And by the end of the year, you run a half marathon up and down a mountain. <laughs> and it's oh like, God. it's crazy. So that was like the year that I just like shed all this weight. And I was like, and that's when I kind of like started to hit puberty and, and like have these crazy growth spurts. And I was like, shit, I'm pretty big. I got to do something with this height. <laughs> so then that we were like, what about basketball? We'll try that again. We tried footy as well. Uh, but like within the matter of like three weeks, I tried rowing, footy and basketball and like hated rowing like yeah. cut my hands up and i was like i'm never doing that shit again <laughs> first time i was like rowing like five minutes into the row i dropped the oar and i said get me out of this boat i'm done <laughs> then footy i loved but i was just like it just wasn't for me like and i'm thankful for that because i'm just too tall for it mm-hmm. and then uh basketball was the one we settled on and that's worked out pretty well so yeah. so if somebody complains about training camp do you just laugh you're like <laughs> i was on the side of a mountain literally carrying wood like shut up about training camp uh nah because like <laughs> my body hurts as well these days so, yeah. uh, but like training camp in the nba ain't that bad compared to what we do out in like what i did out in europe like europe is a bloodbath it's like two two practices a day three to four hours sometimes it's just like per like per session it's mm-hmm. crazy so um 
like I definitely like have relaxed into this a little bit and found it's like a lot better. But they do such a good job in the NBA of like giving you that leniency to like, okay, training camp's training camp, but you have a lot left in the tank to go work on your game like by yourself. So like I think that they're miles ahead in that regard, you know. So I've heard that you have kind of an interesting story about a time that you broke your wrist and then That was that year. That was the year? Yeah. So that's when we we start that's that's when we decided to play basketball. So the end of the third term so the third term you you cross country ski uh, you learn to cross country ski uh because you know the mountain we're living on and all the mountains around you are covered in snow that so you're living in the snow at that point um and there's a one of our best ski ski resort mountains in australia is mount buller and it's so i'm on mount Timbertop, and then the next one across is mount buller okay and so we would just take a bus out of the school down the mountain, head head up to Mount Buller. And the the last, my mum loves this story because she thinks <laughs> it's like the best thing ever. But she's uh, so the last week, uh, the the last ski session in the last like twenty minutes, we're literally coming down the easiest run on the mountain, and it's this icy day because we don't get really get powder like America and Europe and stuff. It's just majority of it's ice and sleet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're coming down and there's just like fog everywhere and there's a huge boulder of ice just in the middle of the um, the runway and I just clipped an edge on it and like turned around going back down behind Ooh. and I fell back and my pole got caught between my wrist and my bone and just like Ooh. it hurt and I went to push off to like get up and my arm just kind of caved and my bone came out. So like fully just like compound. Oh, actually, it wasn't compound but my, my arm was like, at like an angle. Oh, your mother loves this story. <laughs> yeah, because because she was like apparently onto her on her phone to her friends like I'm so thankful like you know we've gotten through ski season without any because she had a bunch of ski injuries <laughs> got through ski season and then like 20 minutes later gets a phone hey your son's like f- like cooked his arm he's gonna have to come <laughs> home and get surgery blah, blah blah so I ended up going back uh, to get no sorry I put a they put me in a cast they kind of like realigned my bones. I went back six weeks later, got an x-ray and they were like, yeah, your wrist is like screwed up. Like you're going to end up like this and it's just kind of all going to seize up if we don't realign it. Mm -hmm. So I had to go and after six weeks of like setting this thing in a cast, I had to go back in the hospital and they re-broke it uh, and then put a plate and screws in it. Um, And then that was another like four weeks after that before I could like really like go back to the school. So in those four weeks, they lined up with the Geelong Supercats doing their their trials uh and so i just popped in and and said g'day to uh rod boone who unfortunately he was he was my first one of my first real coaches he passed away this year so rest in peace to him but um he was the one who was like hey let's take this guy on and and give him a real chance at like the top level of my age group like i'd never really like played before and he was like let's do it like you look like you got potential give it a crack so um, yeah, he really opened up the the door for me for basketball and that kind of, I went, I walked in onto the court with a broken arm and he was like, yeah, you look athletic. Like we'll give you a go. Uh, and that's kind of how it started. So Very if your cool. mother never jinxed you and it caused you a broken wrist, you wouldn't be in basketball. God damn it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have, I have to go back to the school thing. Cause it sounds kind of like wild but also enjoyable at the same time did you love or did you hate it i loved it okay (laughs) i'm real outdoorsy uh you know with the 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 background of the farm and all that i kind of i I love being out 
outside and doing that kind of stuff and I learned to love initially when I was like unfit it sucks mm-hmm. but <laughs> once you got fit and you got through that whole like oh this is so hard phase it was like the best so um yeah it's really hard but at the end of the day you're living like in the wilderness with like your best mates and like the stuff that we got up to was so ridiculous but like it's just so much fun i mean i'm just saying like going skiing like for school sounds pretty dope pretty i'm not gonna lie it's pretty sweet. forget young jock i think they should call you the mountain the mountain <laughs> i think that you know based on nah, everything that's taken up with, by somebody else <laughs> we can call you mountain man <laughs> we can do better than that oh we'll, we'll work with it though we'll i love how polite you were that sucks is yeah, fine yeah, answer yeah. to me you can say that <laughs> no <laughs> well i i know that part of your journey has been the chip that you carry on your shoulder from not being drafted and from having to work on your game overseas. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious what went into this process of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play overseas and these are the aspects of my game that I need to work on so that I can prove these NBA teams wrong that all passed on me. Um, that's a great question. So Dave Anderson, the guy I was talking about had a little bit to do with this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just not being like the most athletic guy in the world is a polite way of saying it, I guess. <laughs> uh, like I knew that that trying to keep up with these guys athletically and coming up through the G League or something wasn't going to work for me. Like I needed to to break the game down more and and learn how to outthink guys and out outsmart players on the court and just read the game at the best level possible because I knew that was pretty much my only and best chance of, of making it at this level. Um, I knew I had the fundamentals of like what it would take to succeed in Europe as well. Um, I knew I had a shot before anyone else did and just kind of the post progression and, and the post play that I had, I knew translated really well to, to Europe as well. Um, I didn't realize that I could like run the floor like I could and I could be as elite offensively in a pick and roll situation uh, as I discovered once I got out to, to, to Europe. But when I kind of got under the tutelage of, of Andre, Andrea Trincheri, who's one of the best coaches in Europe, in my opinion, um, he, he really like focused and, and honed that craft of understanding how to like think the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really helped me uh and that was kind of my thought process i didn't realize i was going to be lucky enough to play with such like play for such a legend in europe um and really have one of the best coaches in europe kind of teaching me how to do what i was setting out to do um but i i understood that like going to the g league and trying to you know keep up with those athletes and stuff wasn't going to be wasn't going to work out for me um I also think that there was like a there was a toughness that I thought that I needed to to get, and I wasn't sure I was going to get it here. Um, so Europe really kind of drove like just from what I'd heard about Europe, that really drove my decision making going there. Um, but yeah, it was the gameplay. Like I just knew that I had to learn the game, and I knew that like everything out there is on such a string that like you really understand the fundamentals of basketball and and understand how you know, the ball's meant to carry itself around the court and how defenses, de- defensive schemes are meant to work. And it's like, it's so hard to score out there mm-hmm. that like I knew that that was going to benefit me as well because like once you get the, and I really felt that between the first summer league I had and the second one because mm-hmm. the first one I had like two points a game and I came back that second one and I was averaging 20. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
but it doesn't even like the stats didn't even really matter it was more just like wow there's so much more space in on this court than i realized like last time i felt like swallowed by like just it felt like i had nothing to do it's because i was frantic but then coming from europe i built up a lot of confidence as i knew that like i was really good out there and uh and it just felt like the whole game slowed down and I was like, holy shit, there's so much space for me to operate here. Like mm-hmm. um, you're not dealing with like the the tight defensive schemes you are in Europe and how people kind of operate out there. So that really, really helped me. And yeah, I'm, uh, I, I can honestly say I wouldn't be here had I not chosen to go to Europe. At, at what point did you realize you had to kind of stretch your game, go up beyond the arc and start hitting some of those shots as well? Probably when I like didn't dunk on anyone for like four years in college (laughs) uh yeah i kind of when i got to college they you know saint mary's does a lot of shooting and i knew that i had that in my game and that was kind of when the transition to the three-point line like really started to to come into play so my coach was always saying to me like we've got to get you to start thinking like a four man in college like because you're probably not going to be a five in in the pros now for the most part i'm still a five because like there is a huge advantage to being able to shoot it uh, like i do um so that's kind of worked out for the best for me but yeah like you know coach bennett was really good at just being like yeah we got to get you to shoot at a high clip and like at that time i wasn't really thinking too far ahead because i was just so engulfed by what we were doing in college and that's kind of the way it is when you're there um but like i really feel like he had more of a long-term plan going forward which like you don't really realize until you get out and you're like oh crap that's what he was saying you know (laughs) yeah um another guy marty clark uh, one of the australian assistant coaches at saint mary's was always telling me that stuff as well he was like you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to stretch the floor when you become a pro so like let's let's just hone that craft behind the scenes that's a lot different shooting in practice versus shooting in games but um like there was there was an under there was a kind of kind of like a base of understanding that like all right i can shoot the ball like i now i just got to go do it uh when i get to to the pros and i got to i got to uh to serbia and i like my first three games like didn't miss a three and then everyone's like oh this guy's a shooter like let's just get him shooting threes all the whole time and then that's kind of where the transition like really happened and i just started pinging threes what kind of for those of us who don't play at a professional level what you guys you don't? Play, yeah, well, I mean, I tried. But I did right. for a short still, time. Okay. but uh, it did, Still it did, waiting yeah, on my 10 so. day. But for those of us who don't kind of understand how much work goes into perfecting, even something like that, like a three-point shot, like can you paint a picture of us of how you go about just being becoming that much more comfortable as a three-point shooter and the yeah, work that goes uh, into it? I'm not going to have like any secret to it. Uh, it's it's <laughs> on, like, honestly, God, it's just like repetition day yeah. after day. Um, figuring out, I like to to figure out where and how I'm going to get my shots on the team I'm on, and then just hone that mm-hmm. craft. So, um, for the most part, I, I really try and like fit into the system because it's like that's where you're going to get most of your shots. So you might as well be good at that that year, and then it kind of all just like you know compiles, and you just gradually get better and better as a shooter in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know. At Zalgiris, the, the my second team in Europe, that was my, that was my tougher toughest year shooting because um, they were running me off pin downs as right. a five, and that was like <laughs> hectic. But I loved it. Like it's it's just such a different aspect of the game. So I wasn't used to it at that uh, when I got there. But then when I got to Melbourne, I was like, hey, like 
you should run me off some pin downs <laughs> like shit's fun yeah. and melbourne <laughs> melbourne was like a lot more our coach out there dean vickerman was so great at like having the players have their say like hey what are you comfortable with and how do you want to get your shots and i was like hey give me that give me that thing off some pin downs and i'll, I'll pocket it so um yeah started to start implement like more pin down stuff more uh throughout those two years and then i got comfortable shooting off pin downs so um that kind of stuff is just like i just try and take like a new little facet from each team that i'm on and add that to like my repertoire shooting from three the transition to like that those extra couple uh whatever you got what inches feet whatever it is uh <laughs> you know those that that step out this year was was intense as well because like you don't realize how much harder it is to shoot from literally one step like further back so that transition took a little bit of time for like i was going in there and i was just like throwing the thing at the rim just trying to get it there uh for the first like three months and then i kind of like gradually by the time i started actually playing at the spurs like i was shooting at a high clip um mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's just like transitioning into new stuff each year um and and that's kind of you know that's how i i get better is just by adding a piece every year mm -hmm. um you know i think dirk talks about it a lot is just like the one percent you know adding one more thing each off season so that's what I try and do, but I base it on the team I'm at and how they're going to operate with me because there's no point in me going and like practicing a step back if like right. the team's going to be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. you know? So I just, that's how I operate. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the Suns and kind of what, like, have they shared with you really what they're expecting from you or what your role might look like with them? Or do you have an idea in your head on what that might be? Um, the cliche is is like i'm just gonna do whatever they ask me to um i don't uh you know it's still early days i got here like a week ago so mm -hmm. I, like the conversations have really just started happening um but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be uh talking to mark bryant who's my guy at the suns he's a legend <laughs> uh you know he's he's talking to me about they're gonna have me operating up from the top of the key and kind of facilitating and shooting threes based off of that the the thing that I look forward to the most is um, like there are so many lethal scorers on this Suns team because they're a championship contender te contending team. I should say we are a championship yeah. contending <laughs> team that um, it's like there's just going to be so much room because everyone's going to be focused on, on, on Book and CP and all those guys that like it'll just leave a lot more room for me to kind of operate out of pick and pop situations and, and you know, be able to do stuff like that so um yeah i mean I'll, I'll be in the mix there's a lot of bigs right now um but i think that there'll definitely be an opportunity there somewhere where i can just uh you know go out there and, and help because there's not uh you know dario runs the four a little bit more but there's like there's not really a five that has like a, a skill set that i do in in, in bismack and uh deandre aiden so um just yeah I'll, i think it'll kind of come through shooting threes um and then you know i just got to be, be the best i can be on the defensive end because i know that they value that really really highly here so the rebounding will take care of itself i just try and go for everything like a madman but um yeah everything else will that's kind of how i perceive myself slotting in is just being a guy that can really spread the floor out and um you know hopefully give those other guys more opportunity to operate a bit more freely without having you know rudy gobert or something like that sitting <laughs> in the paint. Right. 
So Brian in the chat asked me very nicely. He said, please ask him about what the Spurs and the rest of the NBA feels about the Suns. Before you actually became a son and like really looked into it, what was kind of like the perception of them around the league or since that you noticed anyway? Or was there really any from your perspective? They're, they're pretty good. Like that was <laughs> that was kind of the perception. Um, you know, they, they're really in your face. Uh, you know, we, we felt their presence every time we went and played uh, here in Phoenix or they came to, to our town. Um, the physicality is an underrated one. Like I came out of those Suns games being like, damn, these guys are like, they'd bang you up every game. Um, so that was my my biggest take on it. Uh, I mean, Bismack had a huge part to do with that. I think I cobbed like two elbows from him in the face <laughs> that game. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was a lot of, it was just, you know, their offense and their defense is so tight and sharp that it was just like, it's it's a it's a bit of a headache playing against a team like that because um in the the realm of the nba where things are usually so free moving and 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 a little bit more relaxed these guys are like they're sold on everything they do so you knew going in you were going to have a tough night competing against them because they were just they were tight and all their fundamentals and their defensive coverages were great um yeah, you know, we came to town and we were kind of hurting them with the pick and pop and then they went small ball one through five and it was just like, holy crap, these guys got so many different options. So that's where I felt that they were cut above the rest is that they just have so many different uh, ways in which they can hurt you and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it, yeah. You played – somebody in the chat asked this, but I wanted to – Any, any slander yet? Nothing. No, no. no. Nothing. Hey, screw you guys, man. <laughs> <laughs> somebody in the chat brought this up, but I wanted to ask it too. You played for Greg Popovich, and there's a – <laughs> Coach Popovich. Okay. So I, there's a perception. Popovich. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I slurred it. Sorry. God, now the slander – There it goes. He's like <laughs> Like uh, – but there's a perception of Coach Pop in that, you know, he can be testy. I've always found him very entertaining in covering him. What was it like to play for Coach Pop? Awesome. Um, it's, I mean, I feel like I can't do it justice anymore because so many guys come out and, and, and say what it is. But, like, the basketball mind that he has is so sharp and just, like, um, being my first NBA head coach, I was like, holy crap, like this guy's unbelievable. And yeah. down the stretch at the end of the season when we were like, we really hit our straps and we we're like, all right, we're going to make, we're going to make playoffs. Like that's our goal. Um, he just like came into his, you know, I don't want to say into his own, but like, you know, he, he came alive and I was like, oh my God, this guy is on a different level. So, um, he's 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 demanding in that like you have to keep up with him you know and that's that's tough to do um but uh you know the sphere being in the nba that is it's fast moving there's not a whole lot of practice or preparation time like we're learning on the fly as we go through the games and for me that's so impressive is that like he doesn't need four hour practices to break something down he's just like oh yeah this is what we're gonna do so He's just so sharp and quick on his on his feet, um, and like phenomenal in how he approaches the game. Uh, but then the part, the part that everyone talks about is his his away from the court stuff that he that he's doing um, for for the world and, and for Texas right now with everything going on out there is is unreal and um, his knowledge on just 
anything and everything like his knowledge on the political troubles that are going on right now and then simple stuff like food and wine like you know he sits at his desk and he studies what we're going to go and eat that week (laughs) at a team dinner or whatever so where the hotel is going to be like he's he's studying that going into those road trips um so playing for him it's just like there's something he's got so much stuff going on but he's so good at all of it like it's he's yeah he's phenomenal as you showed by destroying me it seems like your sarcasm can keep up with his <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we 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 took we took a couple uh couple jokes back and forth to get on the same page yeah. once we got on the same page it was it was pretty funny yeah it, it sounds like you've throughout your career have had a good rapport with your coaches just kind of what's your perception of monty williams now that you're going to be playing for him um yeah, I you know me and Money we had a um, we had a conversation for the first time out in Vegas, which okay. is pretty pretty short. Uh, just being that it was the middle of a game, and he's kind of locking in on what the summer league thing is. But like I respect that. Like he wasn't too caught up in catching up with me. He was like, hey, I, you know, give, just gonna like check out what these guys are doing. We'll we'll catch up when you're in in uh, in Phoenix. So. Had a couple conversations with him around uh, the facility, and he's he sounds like a great guy. We, you know, we, we were talking a bit about fishing. Sounds like he likes fishing <laughs> he with does. his little little ranch out in um, in uh, San Antonio area. Um, but you know, like from what I've picked up thus far, and and what everyone else told me is he's such like a player's. Co- he's he's like one of the guys. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like he has a great relationship with all the players and, and I've felt that being there, uh, seeing him interact with other people and then interact with myself as well. He's just seems like a great dude. Um, obviously, sharp-minded as a coach, like, you know, he's he's getting into that upper echelon now as well um, and probably has been for a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play for him just because of who he is and, and how he kind of operates with his players and, um, you know, hope to get along really well with him and and uh you know they're the kind of people you really want to play hard for are the ones that you get along great with and and you know i get that vibe from all the players and and myself personally right now so uh, i'm really excited to to play for him at the suns i had one last one before we move to our last game because yeah, that works. I'm, I'm kind of the film and stats nerd around here yeah so Emphasis on nerd so <laughs> as soon as the news broke that the suns had played had traded for you i went through all of your highlights from last year uh, watched your buckets your blocks your uh what was the other one? Oh, assists mm-hmm. there's and a, so there's a lot of other parts yeah there's, yeah. A, lot, there's a lot of other parts. but i'm curious do you have a favorite kind of highlight from your rookie year anything that stands like just out. one one play yeah like one play that you were like yeah i'm gonna probably the dunk that i had in new orleans yes right here he's pulling yeah. the clips i'm pulling the clips because you dunked on two of them yeah like that was Jonas and jackson hayes that this you is the thing on. man is like everyone everyone shits on me and rags on me for not being athletic mm-hmm. but i that's like sometimes athletic. i surprise myself with stuff like this <laughs> like i do have it on a if the body's feeling great yeah. so uh yeah i mean that was that was probably one of my favorite um that that whole game was a fun there was a few i I had a I had a great first quarter and then I didn't score the rest of the game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I don't love. I, I you seen don't love that, that Cleveland. One? I don't love that man. Uh, <laughs> the one because you got like, fouled from like behind, and I don't even know if you realized you had gotten the end no, one until after. So I started running up the court and I looked at Bryn Forbes and I was like, 
<laughs> was there a foul? You're right. Did I make that shot? <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, sprinting back. Yeah. Like, what the hell just happened? Uh, but yeah, like, I, I didn't like, I didn't give myself the time to enjoy that, which is really disappointing. Um, but yeah, that, that's, I mean, I suppose that's cool. Sne- yeah. Sneaky athleticism is a, is a, theme on this team yeah, that Devin wasn't Booker. athletic man <laughs> well, like, i was like one. raising that ball above the rim <laughs> it's better than any of us can do so. <laughs> the pelicans dunk was though to be fair yeah you i, got, I, up I on like that one. that one i like that one all right i, I say two for two because yesterday we asked Dwayne, and i tried to guess what it might be and i got that one right too so i'm nice. i'm on a roll here <laughs> he likes to pat himself on the back so. i should have come up with some random ass yeah, play like <laughs> the layup i had now you know yeah okay we're gonna do the whiteboard game so while you guys get that ready and pass those around i gotta do some ad reads real quick mm-hmm. so everyone listening and watching make sure that you are entering all of our sweepstakes over at gophnx right now We've got one going on with Four Peaks and OGs. So first we'll tell you about Four Peaks. The winner of our Toast of the Month sweepstakes will get a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. So go to to gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes in order to get entered into the Toast of the Month sweepstakes. But a reminder... In order to enjoy the beer that Four Peaks makes, you have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. But this $50 Four Peaks gift card you could use for food and merch at their uh, Tempe Brewery as well. So it's kind of good for the whole fam, really, mm-hmm. anybody. And then OG's, of course, the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OG's, including the orange creamsicle flavor and tropical flavors. An OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Again, you can sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes for more details. Also, you can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay, here's a small disclaimer for this game. (laughs) If any of these questions or answers are incorrect, it's not my fault. It's Google. Okay, (laughs) Lindsay pulling the curtain back and revealing our research department is literally just searching. I'm just putting that out there. So the game is Melbourne or Arizona. Okay. And then there's some true or false ones at the end because I needed some more questions. Okay. Who has a higher population? Melbourne or Arizona? Arizona or Phoenix? Arizona. I did Arizona because I felt like I just need, I should have. I don't know. So Arizona or Melbourne? Mm. Probably should have looked up how to spell Melbourne. You could just put M-E-L. Yeah. Let me see. There's an E. Yeah. All right. Okay. What you guys got? I said Melbourne. All right. Jock wins. Oh, man. Arizona. So Melbourne has 5.1 million and Arizona has 7.4 million. You guys went with a, a, a city above a state. Yeah. Let's just think about that. Well, just, uh, the question you should ask so I'm not is, did you know it was a city or a state? Yeah. That's what you should ask. Nobody's ever accused us of being all that sure. Don't worry. All right. Who had the higher max temperature ever recorded for that area? Oh, I'm gonna be mad if I got this one wrong. Okay, Arizona, Arizona. I'm going Melbourne. 
Okay, you're not, you're close, but it is actually Arizona. So Arizona was at 128. You're close, but you're wrong. But here's the thing. Melbourne's highest temperature was 115 and a half degrees Fahrenheit. So it's you will not never that catch far anyone off. saying 115 Fahrenheit about Melbourne. Yeah. Well, that's why I had to make I sure that no I said idea. it was Fahrenheit. What is that in, in degrees Celsius? I had it, but then I deleted it. So I don't know. <laughs> But basically, when, <laughs> when you, you got here a week ago? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you haven't had a terrible day then yet. No, I don't think we've had 113 yet. <laughs> Not terrible? Well, it's been like hot 107, I think, is the highest. Yeah, so yeah. hotter than your hottest day here. 115 Fahrenheit is 46 Celsius. There yeah, go. right. That's okay. pretty hot. That is pretty hot. Okay, who loves coffee more? <laughs> How the hell are we measuring that? <laughs> I have a I have a stat. Okay, you have a stat. Don't worry, Gerald. I have an advanced stat. Wrong. You guys are wrong. It's Melbourne. Three for three. They oh have the most cafes per capita. Oh. Okay. Like they love coffee, and I even read that you guys are very um, on point with carrying around a reusable coffee mug as well to reduce yeah, the weight. Yeah, actually, we do have a lot of keep cups out there in, in Melbourne, but. Um, I don't use them to be honest. With you. <laughs> I I was almost gonna grab one on the way here. I love it. Okay. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Beer or coffee? Both. Together at the same time. Finish the coffee at five. Start the beer at five oh one. Well, to get you out to four peaks, they got some good beers. Uh, okay. Which place has two of the top rated waterfalls in their respective <laughs> countries? Ham. <laughs> we're going to country now and we're not doing Arizona and no it's still it's just out of your entire country that place has two of the top rated waterfalls in the entire country this, listen I have uh, I tried my hey, best state or city <laughs> think about this one I mean what come on <laughs> are there waterfalls here right? where are the waterfalls yeah, here where are there waterfalls it's Grand Falls and Havasu Falls there's so many waterfalls I here you guys I don't leave the city I'm in the desert I don't go anywhere else in the state we just like... got like two huge waterfalls in Melbourne yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying I tried to get things easy on you guys yeah. as possible I'm, I'm over and you haven't missed yet this is pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Gerald cheated on this one, I FYI, didn't cheat. but who implemented seatbelt laws first, Arizona or Melbourne? Oh, I actually don't know this one. Uh... I listened to the number of letters you wrote, Gerald. Oh, I think I got this God. one right. He's okay. cheating, not okay. me. You guys are all correct. Hey. Melbourne was the very first place in the entire world. Well, to implement seatbelt laws. They're pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say Google did well? That's why he's kicking our ass at this game. All right. Now we have four true or false questions. Okay. okay. True or false. Cutting down a cactus in Arizona is a punishable offense. Okay. Go. True. true. You guys all got it correct. <laughs> it is um, a max term in jail for the act is 25 years. What? What? In <laughs> Sanity. You can get up to 25 what? years in jail for cutting down. You know cactus. how much I want to let loose right now? <laughs> Just go cut one down. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, true or false. Until 1966, it was illegal for pubs in Melbourne to be open after 6 p.m. Wasn't alive in 1966, so I'm going to go with true. I said false. It's true. Yes. yes. All right. Two more. True or false. There are wild penguins in Melbourne. 
What you guys thinking? I am... <laughs> I'm not sure about this one. It's true. Yeah, I've I never, thought you would have known no, that I've one. I've never seen one. No, so it's not really real. It's no. not really, really true. I think you've uh, missed out. <laughs> I think I'm probably right again. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, last one. The Grand Canyon is the most visited national park in the United States. <laughs> With whatever the opposite of yours was. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is false. It's the Shit. fourth most visited. Really? Every year, an estimated right. well, um... <laughs> an estimated 5.9 million people visit the Grand Canyon. So, what, what were the three ahead of it? Yellowstone. I, Yellowstone. I didn't Definitely. ask those questions. Sorry, I should have ran this by the research Sir. department first. <laughs> All right, good job. I was. I'm. I'm a little disappointed in you guys. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in myself. I, mean, <laughs> I, I performed as well as I expected. So this is true. Okay, I think we should wrap up mm. with a handful of fan questions because we did have a few people drop some. Are okay. you cool with that? Yep, let's do it. Okay, Humble Rumble wants to know which NBA player you modeled your game after. <sighs> Mm. Uh, I always love watching Kevin Love. Um, his ability to stretch the floor and rebound as 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 a you know undersized five. Uh, so probably him. Okay. Uh, Legend Joey said, "How do you deal with homesickness when moving to the states, knowing your career is so far away from home? How do you cope?" Yeah, that that part sucks. I don't really get homesick. I don't think. I definitely hate that I miss out on on so many memories with my mates. Uh, kind of in this prime period of our lives. Uh, hate being away from my family. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I've exciting times. Got a fiance now, and kind of you know we've. We haven't got a kid on the way yet, but, um, you know, we're starting our life as a family now. Um, so that's made it a lot easier. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's it's not easy. It, it does suck missing out on all that stuff, but it's part of the gig. Yeah. Josh Hunt asked, where your fi- where's your favorite city to go when playing on the road? And I'm, I'm guessing that's NBA. Yeah. Um, New York. Yeah, I, I, I do enjoy New York. Um, that's where – Again, we we ended up getting engaged in New York, so um, New York's cool vibe. I, I really like what's going on out there. What's the worst city? Ooh, that's a good one. Just throw me in the fire. Right <laughs> we we, we voted all of ours. I had Sacramento. Was, I, was mine. Was really? yeah. Well, it's like we don't really like get out and see the cities that's half fair. the time. Um, but the places I haven't really gone out and seen anything are like you know Detroit. I haven't really seen anything of Sacramento. Um, it's like you live there. Know. Most people haven't seen anything in Detroit at that How much is it? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't. I, I just haven't really been out a whole lot in those kinds of cities. Yeah. More because everyone else will be like, "Oh yeah, they're you know garbage. Don't even worry about it." So I'm just like, All right, I'm so just blaming like, everybody else. I like yeah, it. Pretty much. I like it. Yep. Uh, William said, "Who did the most trash talking?" And he asked this question when you were talking about playing against the Suns. So basically, who on the Suns did the most trash talking? Yeah, right. Uh, I heard Ish a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I actually love he's that a, He's a chatty guy. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I heard him a lot. He had a he, he kind of changed the game on us that game as well. We came in and they started playing small ball five, uh, small ball lineup. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, Ish was Ish was up and about that night, and he kind of just like he'll kind of like sometimes he doesn't even have to say anything. He'll just kind of like side eye you, like, <laughs> and you're just like this fucking guy. Like, uh, so yeah, Ish Ish I heard a lot. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with that one. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. And then Torin in the chat said rattlesnakes versus taipans. Taipans. Have him pick. Laughing face emoji. Have him pick. Yeah. Uh, well, rattlesnakes. Uh, what you guys got out here, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and then I, I think for the most part, taipans are pretty like harmless in Australia. We like we do have nine of the ten most deadly snakes in Australia. Um, and like on my farm, we've got them like everywhere. They're they're a pest, but. <laughs> Um, those king brown, those brown snakes, uh, all those red belly black snakes are kind of the worst. So I'll, I'll, I'll run with one of those. I don't really understand the question. I don't really either. I think, Thomas, but... I think sometimes that's the point. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Got me. Go. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining the last question that pretty much everybody in the chat said is when are you coming back? Will you please come back? And can you be a regular? Those were multiple times we had chats Let's do asking it. that. So. I'm happy to. I'm happy to. This, is, this has been good fun. I appreciate I, you guys having me on. I have one other. Our okay. counterparts in Denver, we got a network like this in Denver, <laughs> mm-hmm. are going to Serbia uh, because of uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Can we come visit you in Australia? Sure. All right. Perfect. I'm doing it. We did it. All right. Perfect. I'll leave you out on the farm and let you fend for yourself. Put you to work. Take me yeah. on the side of that mountain where your high school was. Let's figure it out. I'm, I'm down. You wouldn't. You wouldn't last. Well, I need to lose the weight, so I was hoping I could do that. So. Oh my gosh! Fantastic! Thank you so much for joining us. No that was a really fun yeah. conversation. Uh, the chat thanks you as well. They've put a ton of. Honestly, if you're ever feeling down about yourself, go rewatch this and just look at all the comments. Yeah. I'll be honest. They hyped you up a lot. They love you and they're happy to have you out here. Appreciate so it, guys. Thank you. Um, before we say goodbye, two more ad reads. Just real mm-hmm. quick. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, you have to use the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we want you to stay safe and healthy because the new NBA season is just around the corner. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw him pass the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I'll always wreck the family. Rally in the.